Hey guys, this is my leak. This is the My Taught You podcast. Today is February 14th, 2017. Um, oftentimes I'm asked, what exactly do I do? I am the founder of curlbox.com, an exclusive, affordable, and effortless way for you to receive curly hair products at your doorstep. It's so exclusive. We open our list once per month for new members. Uh, to find out how to get on the list, visit curlbox.com. Since this is Valentine's Day, this is the love episode. From time to time, I answer relationship questions. They aren't always my favorite because I just have long felt that love is just so stinking specific and has so many nuances and ideals. Uh, But you've asked me these questions and what better day than today to talk about love. Now, in true my leak fashion, you know that we aren't going to just stick with one kind of love. Um, I'm going to do three topics today. The first is going to be embracing the single life and self-love, which someone tweeted me about. The next is going to be finding the balance in relationships for those. So for those who are in relationships um, and may feel like they've lost themselves, uh, I have a letter about that. And our final is going to be about a breakup. Um, So we're covering all of the love topics. I'm sure um, something it's something for everyone. So without further ado, Let's get into it. Um, Embracing the single life was what was tweeted to me. And I spent a lot of my young adulthood being technically single. Um, I was one of those girls that pretty much always had something on the stove. (laughs) It was just a matter of how high the fire was up on that situation, right? So it was usually on low. Um, I'd call it a situationship, but Jarrell told us on the therapy podcast that we have to call those things what they are relationships. Um, it's so hard not to wonder if something is wrong with you. If life is sort of going by and day by day, uh, people are getting engaged on Facebook or being swept away, um, by a sweet love on Instagram. And so, I took some time this morning to map out my suggestions on embracing the single life. Um, Here we go. Number one, being single doesn't mean that you have to wait to do things that couples do, going out to dinner, um, trips that you may want to do. Uh, Flip through the paper or go online and find out new restaurant openings and take yourself right on down there and grab a seat at the bar and grab a drink and an appetizer if you're on a budget or have the whole meal experience if your savings are right. I have found that continuing to do things while I was single made me an interesting partner. Um, I have lots of things to bring to the table and lots of experiences to share because I wasn't sitting around waiting on people to do things like not even waiting on friends. I'm always surprised when people are like, oh, I've never been to the movies alone. I've never had dinner alone. I've never gone to the museum alone because we are so used to, you know, we wait around for people to do things with or we feel like we have to have a partner 
Um, that is not the case. I always joke that I have been to damn near every honeymoon location because I love beachside resorts. Every time I've gone alone, um, I get spoiled by everyone there. The staff dotes on me and even couples will send me drinks while I'm reading. Um, I just kind of felt like who knows if I will ever marry or ever even have a honeymoon. Um, And I can't wait on these. I can't wait on that someone or wait on the scenario or situation. I'm experiencing these things. So I've gone to um, plenty of resorts in Mexico alone and just had a blast. Um, I think you'll be surprised at how much you really enjoy yourself. And it's so awesome. Um, I am in a relationship now, but I have taken my current partner to some of the places that I had gone alone. And they have really enjoyed those places. And I think that like, when you've done a lot of things, you have more to bring to the table um, once you are in a relationship. Second thing is get a lot of work done on your own terms. Um, if my life today is any indication of what I did with the time while I was single, let me be your example. I spent so many years um, toting books around reading um, weekends, waking up to magazines. I did a lot of learning while I was single and I still do a lot of learning. Um, Take classes that aren't very flexible, meaning like use all of your time, set up a life um, that takes up a lot of your time. The hardest thing for me to do once I was no longer single was figure out my schedule and trying to include someone in it. My life was so mapped out that I had to sort of like cut a few things to make time for things. I was not sitting around. So I got up very early and made sure that I went to the gym. You know, after work, I did a lot of different things. Um, I made sure that I had my life planned on weekends. I made plans in advance of what I was going to do. So I wasn't waking up on Saturdays or Sundays completely like clueless, kind of like bored. I would check in with you know three or four girlfriends and be like brunch at my house Sunday question mark 12 question mark um champagne on me and it's like I mapped out my life map out your life and use up the time next thing I think you can do to embrace the single life is get clearer on what you're looking for um dare I say ditch the dating advice or listening to love gurus that supposedly know what men or women want or don't want um I hope that's not what I'm doing today Um, I I don't view this as dating advice. I just feel like this is what you things you can do while you're single because there are no rules to this. There really aren't. There's no specific way you have to be to have a relationship. There's what you want, what another person wants, and you two being able to find each other, which will likely take some effort. And we're going to get into that. I took time figuring out what my sort of core values were Um, and they weren't physical things. They were things that mattered most to me. Um, Some things that mattered to me were I wanted to be with someone who actually liked their career, not job per se, but career. I love what I do. I get so much joy out of my work And I found that trying to be with people that don't enjoy their work was just too difficult for me. Um, There would be occasional jealousy and envy that I just didn't want to make time for. So 
when someone else loves their work, they aren't offended if I need to maybe postpone something or cancel something because there's something that I want to do. And I'm also not offended when that comes back my way. There's like this built in understanding of I am doing something that I absolutely love and this is not about you, you know, no one's offended. And so that was really important to me. Um, I also knew that I needed to be with someone very interesting, um, which means that person is interested in other things. Um, I am a student for life. I am intrigued by learning and I like being around people that can push me out of my comfort zone. If it were all up to me, I'd probably spend most of my days working. And now I'm in a situation in a relationship where um, I'm with someone who can force me out of that zone. And every now and then I need to be broken out of that with some of the most interesting things. Um, and it's so fascinating for me. And so you can spend this time getting clearer on exactly what it is you're looking for. Y'all know I got my sips because I got a long podcast today. Next step is when the time feels right for you, get out there. I read Consumer Reports. I think it was the December issue. And you can Google it because I did. And they still have the stats up. But Consumer Reports polled 115,000 subscribers about online dating. Um... 44% of respondents who tried online dating said the experience led to a serious long-term relationship or marriage. So that's a really high statistic, right? And so I know people are like, oh, online dating, it's terrible. I don't have time for it. I'm afraid. But a lot of times when I'm considering something and I'm just looking directly at the statistics, I'm like, online dating is a clear avenue to find what you are looking for. Um, The people who hadn't found love or had a serious relationship were highly frustrated. They gave online dating sites the lowest satisfaction scores Consumer Reports has ever seen. And they feel like that was because online dating is complicated. Um, there's a whole range of difficult emotions to contend with, they say, insecurity, disappointment, rejection, um, and maybe even heartache. And the bottom line is that it's just a lot of work. Um, they say that those who used uh, multiple dating sites had tried four or more and that however painful and time consuming The facts are it often produces the intended result if you use it well and persevere. So they ended the article saying it's online introductions, not necessarily dating. And you have to make it a priority if it matters to you. So um, for me, I was single for a while, wasn't dating for a while. And I had a meeting with a friend who's a successful entrepreneur and she's like, so what's your dating life like? And I'm like, girl, I don't have no dating life. I'm busy. I'm, I'm on the grind. I'm working. And she was like, do not ever take your love life off of your priorities. You know, it's like, don't neglect 
that and just hope that something's going to work out. You have to work on it like you work on everything else in your life. And I was just like, whoa. And so she's the one who Melody of Style Seat is the one who told me about Tinder, was like, here's the app. You need to get on there. And I remember being like, girl, I cannot do this. And so she went through and showed me all kinds of people that were successful that were all were also on there. And because of her, ever since that conversation with her, I have been um, in a relationship. I actually had uh, two since then. Um, but uh, she's the one who told me like to make it a priority. And so my method was every night when I was done with work, with work, for about 15 minutes before bed, I would do my quote unquote online dating. I would get on there, see if I had messages, respond back, you know, take my time. But I wasn't doing it all day during the day. It was just something that I made for, made time for every night. So once you're ready, make it a priority if it matters to you. So next question is about finding the balance in relationships. I have a letter from a 29-year-old mother. Here we go. I am a 29-year-old mother of a one-year-old, beautiful little baby boy, and I've been married for three years now to my college sweetheart. In 2012, I graduated from college with a bachelor's degree in television production. I definitely had my ducks in a row, and no one could stop me back then. A type A personality for sure. Everything had to be done right and on time. I was determined to be a television producer in order to be the change I wanted to see, which was to portray African-American women in television in a better light. There is was too much negative representation of us on the screen. Although a lot has changed television shows like Insecure and the film Hidden Figures, a lot of work still needs to be done. But a lot has changed in my life since 2012 with motherhood and marriage playing a big part of that change. My life has taken a major turn. Through the years, I've tried to hold on to my dream by freelancing as a videographer in order to build up my portfolio, but my kite has not seemed to lift from the ground. I actually started to feel like I had to pursue production based off of an identity that was attached to me because of my degree. People identified me with the production because that's what I went to school for, and I started to lose my passion because of the pressure to withhold that title. Pursuing television production feels more of a burden than a passion now. I'm more depressed than I've ever been and it's affecting my family. I have a job and that's all it is, a job. It helps pay the bills. I've been focusing so much on working and parenting, I forgot how it feels to hustle and take chances. I can't I can't determine if it's because my life has changed or I've given up completely. Today my husband started back to school and pushing towards his passion in law enforcement. Me, I'm in pendant status. And I don't like this feeling. He is a great father and pulls his weight. But I have felt that I've lost my life, lost myself in my new life. I guess my question is, how do you suggest I reach and find my passion again? As corny as this may sound, I'm struggling to find myself again. I often feel insecure where I am in life professionally because of my age. I'll be 30 this year. Is it too late to find my purpose? Can I really have it all? Thank you, Malik. You're such an inspiration. I admire you for all that you do. Thank you. Thanks for reading. Yours truly, Broken Mama. All right, Broken Mama. This story, um, this letter has the fairy tale intro that many of us were sold as children 
through books, movies, and media. Married to my college sweetheart, the mother of a beautiful baby boy. Um, congratulations to you for accomplishing this. Many find that the fairy tale isn't quite aligned with who they are and what they'd like to accomplish as human beings, self-included. Um, at 29, I panicked and thought, oh my God, if I don't settle down this year, I'll miss my marriage window. Um, who looks like they have it together? Uh, you know, I was just looking around like, okay, I got to find somebody who looks like they have it together. Um, oh, you have it together. Let's do this. And I was essentially bored out of my mind. What I gleaned from the letter was that you were responsible for these feelings. You know, I feel like I had to pursue production because of the degree and people identify me. It's like people identify you because that's what you've done. You know what I mean? Um, I feel depressed, which is a real feeling and something that you should seek help for um, and that you feel like you just have a job. There are a lot of people that would take that just job off your hands right now. A lot. What do you do? I say you get over your age. It's a number. It has no impact on your passion. Success and age are not parallel. Some outwardly succeed. And that's what I say outwardly because I think sometimes we view other people's lives and things that we see as success. Some outwardly succeed at 23. Others at 60. It doesn't matter. The next is to be to ditch the fairy tale. Um, these are some life choices that you made that you happen to be very proud of. Now it's time for you to make some more life choices that you can be equally proud of, you know? So you were like, I'm very type A. I got my ducks in a row. I'm going to be a television producer. I'm going to marry my college sweetheart. I'm going to have my baby boy. Who can tell me, you know, you, you knocked out, you checked all the boxes. And sometimes when we check all those boxes, it's like still not happy. You know, because a lot of those boxes are not always for us. Sometimes they are, but other times they are because of what we want people to think about us or we want to make our families happy or we were raised to believe that this is the way. You know, my mom told me she graduated from high school on a Wednesday um, and was married and her wedding was like that Friday, you know, 18 years old, first kid by 19, second kid me by 23. And honestly, I just think, you know, we, we talked about it a lot, just like that wasn't what I really wanted to do. But her mother was so excited over the fact that, you know, someone wanted to marry her that she just went with it. And I think now, you know, my mom is in her sixties and I always tease her that, uh, Miss Thing is living her very best life um, because I think that over time she realized that she was fulfilling someone else's dream versus her own. So it's time for you to make some more life choices that you can be equally proud of. What kind of job can you transfer to that will enhance your skills at a, as a videographer yet still allow you to bring your experience as a producer to the table? I mean, you have that's exceptional. 
I mean, you're coming to the field with a great deal of experience. My dad always says that when we are down, that's when we need to get creative. You know, I would call my dad like, oh my God, dad, I'm broke. I'm out of money. I'm going to run out of money. And my dad's like, well, it's time for you to get creative. And I knew what he meant. It meant time to take some clothes back to Buffalo Exchange. It's time to surf through that closet. What have I bought that I haven't worn or what have I gotten that I didn't need that I need to return? Who can I babysit? What dogs can I walk? So it's time to get creative. Um, we don't always go from one career to our dream career without a few sort of steps or pit stops along the way. We have to do things to get us closer to our, closer to our dreams. And those things take time. Go to your current job first and ask if there are things that you can do to ignite your passion as a videographer. Um, you never know what they may need or want. You know, take some statistics. Hey, video is the fastest growing, blah, blah, blah. I know that it's out there. Here's a snippet of something I've already already created that I think would be great for us. And then if they don't if they don't bite, start doing these videos for people who can use them um, to catch their attention, because now you've got places that you can upload these videos on your own. Um, Start volunteering with people who are killing it in the space that you want to work in on the weekends. Use your funds from your quote unquote just job um, to get a sitter for a few hours on the weekend so that you can chase your destiny. Um, many of us were sold a bag of goods thinking that the fairy tale would satisfy us and it just doesn't sometimes. Don't feel bad about that. Create the life that you want instead. Um, study successful women who are wives and mothers and see how they're doing it. Um, I was on Instagram the other day and I saw that my friend Courtney of the main choice she posted a picture of her working in New York you know fully suited and booted uh and work style and work mode like at the top of the week and then there was a picture of her with her kids at Disneyland at the end of the week and her her caption said which hat do I need to wear today <clears throat> whenever I'm on a panel I get asked the same question how do I balance she tells them I don't I prioritize doing what's best is not always pretty What's best may require me to be in another country on one of my children's birthdays. That's not balancing. That's prioritizing. Dropping everything and taking my kids on a vacation is prioritizing. If you try to keep your life balanced, you will be stuck balancing instead of making moves. One week, I'm hitting the streets of New York for press. The next week, I'm walking the streets of Disney for hugs and kisses. I thought this was incredible. Um, you will not be able to balance, but you need to prioritize. And right now, your mental health, happiness, professional passion is your priority. And you need to make that happen. Good luck. All right, guys. Our final letter is an interesting letter about a breakup, also a 29-year-old, so let's get into it. I'm 29, and I just broke up with my 45-year-old boyfriend of almost two years. It's been rough because I'm wondering if I made the right choice, and I'm preparing myself to explore other quote-unquote non-traditional relationship options, for example, interracial, intergenerational, etc., our relationship was non-traditional because of our age difference and because we come from different cultures. I'm from a militant black household city and he was raised real chill in Puerto Rico, New England, suburbia. An oversimplified manifestation of our cultural differences was me being hashtag black lives matter while he was hashtag all lives matter. But that was just the beginning. I pushed through because I believed he was a great guy who treated me like a queen, thoughtful dates, gifts, acts of service, 
However, we struggled to see eye to eye in many disputes, which led to the breakdown of communication throughout our relationship. He also broke the trust earlier on. It was hard to rebuild trust with such poor communication. He continued to treat me like a queen in many ways, but could not seemingly understand my points of view. This started to affect my self-esteem and led me to question things I knew to be true, false, right, wrong. One time he read my emails and swore up and down he didn't. When Google already notified me that someone logged in from his exact location and he was referencing things I only shared via email with a friend. After he accused me of sounding guilty for suggesting he invaded my privacy, I broke up with him but still questioned if it was all a misunderstanding. He finally admitted to reading my emails and sought therapy to work on himself. I loved that man so much and wanted us to work, but these issues kept coming up. Now I'm single and I just bought my first home. I need your home design podcast, by the way. I got to work on that, guys. <laughs> and it's pretty it's pretty lonely out here. I'm also six months into a new city with a new job where he joined me until our breakup a month ago. I've been working on making new friends and keeping busy, but I wonder if I should give it another chance. I tried to tell the whole story here with our most egregious incident, but let me know if you need more context. I love your thoughts on two things. First, what differences, if any, have you noticed in trying to sustain a non-traditional relationship? And two, should I give dude another try or just move on? So my quick answers, number one, I am not in a non-traditional relationship. I am just in a relationship with a man. And I think that a lot of times, you know, it's, it's interracial it's the age it's this it's that it's just like they're just they're they are relationships um and number two I don't think you should give him a try I already emailed you back because I did not want you to to think you know I wrote you back on this and I said I'd hash this out when I got when I got the time and honey I got the time today so like I emailed you back of course you're lonely after being broken up for one month in a new city of course you are you're still healing from the breakup and you will get back out there eventually. Next, I take real issue with a 45-year-old man or any age man going through someone's email. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a couple of my favorite sayings. How you do one thing is how you do all things. Um, I don't believe that people can be a little shady. If you do shady shit, you're shady, period. You know, my final saying is, what you accept is what you should expect anything shady that he does after this should not surprise you you should expect it and I don't think people realize that in any sort of situation or relationship so uh people who are manipulators will have will always have you questioning yourself and to me that's one of the first red flags you know if somebody would even put me in a position where I'm questioning myself like I just don't even want to be in a relationship with anybody like that I don't want to be with anybody who has me being like oh my god did he not check my email even though google told me he did you know what I mean like oh no you don't want that you know age background etc etc have no bearing on the fact that you two just weren't a good fit 
He could have been 25 and done this. He could have been 55 and done this. He could have been Puerto Rican and whatever I guess you said he wasn't done this. He could have been African-American and done this. He could have been Caucasian and done this. You know, he could have been Hispanic and done this. It doesn't matter. A person who violates the trust in a relationship is not a good fit for you on today, regardless of how old you are. Um, So short answer, you fell in love with someone who ended up not being the best fit for you. And now you have to move on. It won't be easy, but what good things in life are. Anywho, thank you guys for listening to my quick and dirty V-Day podcast. I am here in Chicago. You know that you can always write me at my taught you at gmail.com. I'll talk to you guys soon.